Hello, I'm adult. And I'm young. I'm 24. And I'm 14. And we're reading through Mistborn, The Final Empire. By Brandon Sanderson. Today we're covering Chapter 11. I stride in the room all young and hip. Okay, as always, chapter opens with a snippet from someone who's probably the Lord Ruler, at the very least speaking in the past, it seems like. This one is talking about the Terrace people. Yeah, we get another mention of the Rashek man that we heard about in a different snippet. Oh, yes, that's true. I, I didn't even make that connection that it's the same guy. So, we're told that Rashek is one of uh, the rebellious youths in terrace culture who think that their unusual powers should be used for more than just field work, husbandry, and stone carving. So, so probably <laughs> suggesting something about the keepers, uh, that we know that Sazed is a keeper, and that it's... Now, I suggested it was part of... Terra, it was a terrace thing, and you said it was probably just a final empire thing, that keepers could be anyone... You know, anywhere, and they. But I said they probably had to be. I don't. Terrace I people. don't remember saying that, but yeah. I mean, it, it seems like the the keepers are sort of a, a terrace, terraceman sect. I, I'm not sure if that's been explicitly stated, and we know that they have some kind of abilities. We get another hint at that in this chapter. Um, the other possibility that occurred to me is that this could be a reference to like early mistings. Uh, it's possible that maybe that's like all the, that the bloodlines of of the mistings originate in Terrace. Who knows? Um, yeah, it, 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 you're right. It seems likely that this is sort of proto keepers. Yep. Uh, so the chapter opens with a grisly talk about all the dead bodies lying in Kamen's lair. Yeah. So. Uh, the, the, the cliffhanger at the uh, end of the previous chapter was, oh, you know, the, the Kamen's lair has been discovered. Well, it's not Kamen's lair anymore, but the, the lair that was once Kamen's. Everyone keeps referring it to as Kamen's lair. <laughs> no one's um, going to call it Milev's lair. Yeah, or well, anyone's lair anymore. Yeah, they're certainly not anymore. Um, and so, uh, at the beginning of this chapter, we've already traveled there, and everybody's dead. <laughs> and they're more than dead. They've been ripped apart. Yeah, this is... Punched through. Uh, definitely the most graphic thing, in the, certainly in the, in the book so far. I mean, we get long descriptions of all the, the horrible ways they've been torn apart, and uh, basically this entire chapter is devoted to this. I mean, we get a, we get a similar thing a little bit later on with uh, Kamen. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I think it's Doxon that says... It was Inquisitors that did this, which was what jumped to mind immediately the second the chapter started, to me anyway. Yeah, well... I figured it would be Inquisitors. Well, uh, the way they talk about it, it seems like it's actually an Inquisitor who has single-handedly done this. Now, Vin yeah. doubts anyone could do this, but even she kind of realizes, yeah, but, you know, Inquisitors are clearly on another level. Yeah, so, again, we never get a specific number, but... We've talked about before how it's probably like somewhere between twenty and fifty men in the lair at any one time. So, yeah, certainly it seems like this is a lot of dead there's, bodies. There's a lot of people. Um, oh, uh, one 
little line that stood out to me is Finn talks about how she's seen uh, a fair few people die before. Yeah, just kind of on the streets. Uh, yeah, and she, she mentions that she saw an old woman's neck snapped by the backhand of an annoyed lord. The body had lain in the street for three days before a ska corpse crew had finally come for it. A ska corpse crew. <laughs> a little bit of a tongue twister there. Um, ska corpse crew. <laughs> you see, it kind of sounds like corkscrew or something. <laughs> um, that just stood out to me as a weird detail. Now, we, we, we learn later on this chapter that the reason why these bodies haven't been claimed is because they've been sort of deliberately left there by the Inquisitor to strike fear into the hearts of men. It's a message. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, they've only just gotten there, so it probably hasn't been very long. Yeah. Um, but so that but that idea that like they just leave bodies lying on the street for three days and that's not that unusual anyway is sometimes weird to me. But, uh, I I didn't find it that weird. Um, three, so three days is a long time to leave a dead body just sitting there. It's dead bodies are not pleasant obstacles. Like ah uh, yes, you've had so many experiences with dead bodies. Look, I'm just saying, a dead body left lying in the street is going to stink up that entire street. It's not hygienic at all. Yeah, but nothing in this world is hygienic. So, Vin is going around thinking about who's there and who's not there. So, Doxin, Kelsier, uh, and Kelsier and Hammer there. Uh, Kelsier yes, for safety was, reasons. was reluctant to bring Vin along. Uh, but she comments on how he, without hesitation, brings Sazed along. Which she mm. thinks stands out because Breeze and Clubs haven't come. Yeah, so she gets we we get a little bit where she's she's thinking about how 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 can a terrorist be like a, a more uh, self assured fighter or whatever than and Breeze or someone. Yeah, I mean Breeze is not a fighter exactly, but I would assume that Breeze can basically gesture at a person and just shut them down. Yeah, like we haven't unless they're a misborn basically just numb them to death. Yeah, like we haven't actually seen that happen, I guess, but. I mean, presumably, if you just shut down all of someone's emotions, that's pretty hard to counter unless you're a misborn. Probably. I yeah. mean, it's probably a very like it probably takes a lot of brass to do, and it's not something you can just like casually do to everybody. But yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it, it just so it, she she she's not a hundred percent sure why Sazed would be there and some of the others wouldn't be there. But uh, at any rate, she's walking around. Yeah, and she and... spends most of this scene sort of trying to deny to herself and the others that she's horribly traumatized by seeing this. Uh, um, and what she does is she walks over to Kelsier, who is kneeling over uh, a pair of corpses. One, Vin noticed in a moment of shock, had been Ulef, the little boy who had betrayed her. I, yeah, I actually had not realized Ulef was a young boy. I figured he was like my age. Apparently he, uh, yeah. Apparently he was just a boy, uh, but uh, teenager like. You know. Yeah, I mean he's, he's dead now. Yeah, his rib cage was torn out of his chest. Yeah, he, we get we get like a whole little thing, like. Let me uh, let me just let we, me just we, read we this don't, out. We don't have to. Well, okay, I'm going to read it out. The boy's face was contorted and pained. The front of his chest, a mass of broken bones and ripped flesh, as if someone had forcibly torn the rib cage apart with his hands. Like, that's that sounds. Not very fun. Yeah, so I guess we could call this confirmation. I mean, we haven't been calling this a prediction exactly, but I've talked about how it seems pretty clear that Steel Inquisitors are physical powerhouses if they can yeah, threaten or out 
it seems like they're above Mistborn. Outmatch. Um, at the very least, they se- Kelsier seems uh, very worried about the idea of fighting one. Yeah. So, uh, so this, I mean, this seems to really confirm that. So Vin talks to Kelsier, who is freaked out, like, a lot. He, well, he's he's certainly not happy about it. Um, he's going on about how Steel Inquisitors usually wouldn't bother with uh, simple thieving crews. And there's, there's a good reason for that, because there are only about 20 Steel Inquisitors in the whole of the Final Empire. Yeah. I think that's that, that's a lot less than I thought. I don't know. I, I, did we not talk about this in like one of the earlier episodes? I mean, we never had any firm numbers or anything like this, but... I think we had a whole discussion about how... Uh, I remember saying that um, I felt like the I got the impression that there weren't a lot of Steel Inquisitors. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've... They've been clearly shown to be sort of an elite, but... I don't know if I gave any numbers, but I was kind of thinking maybe 50. Yeah. I mean, that, that That's the number I have in my mind, but I yeah, guess 20. If, if is... they are Mistborn, as we speculated, um, we know Mistborn are quite rare, so I suppose yeah. that would fit with this. Yeah, um, so 20 seems a reasonable number, and half of them are uh, outside of Lufadel at any given time, which struck yeah. me as, wait, half of them are in Lufadel at any given time? That's a good point. Um, I mean, I don't know how big Final Empire is, like, really. Well, this is, seems to be the, the, the... They do talk about this being the center of his power, and this is where he's got the tightest grip. But you're right, that's... That's, that's a lot. I guess some of them might even be, like, hanging around him as a sort of honor guard. We don't we don't really know what level the, of power the Lord Ruler truly is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I assume he's more powerful than a Steel Inquisitor, but we don't truly know that. So... Kelsier is totally freaked. Yeah, well, Kel- uh, and his it's funny because Kelsier really was super against everyone in the lair when he first goes in there, but now I mean I kind of get it. But <laughs> you know, he there's, asked there's Vin, a difference between he asked Vin, you know, oh, are you going to be all right? And she's like, eh, I didn't like them anyway. Yeah, but again, this I mean, this is clearly her putting a bit of a front. You know, she's we we were in her head. We know she's bothered by this. Not as bothered as some people might be, though. No, but still pretty bothered. Um, like, I feel like if it was a different member of the crew, they might be a bit more torn up about it, who weren't as abused as Ben and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's hard not to... I mean, you know, Vin was abused by these specific people, so, you know, if, if yeah, if she had a completely different relationship with them, then sure, she would probably be more bothered, but... yeah. Um, Vin is only 16 yeah, right now. Kelsier so. has. I mean, Kelsier's not just disturbed by the level of violence. He and Vin both seem to agree that this is probably the same Steel Inquisitor that's been, that was tracking her before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vin is going around thinking, oh, there's no way only one Inquisitor could have done this. But it seems clear to the reader that only one Steel Inquisitor did this. Yeah, um... Uh, they tore apart, like, a lot of people. I mean, the scene is described as... They weren't just killed, they were ripped apart, their limbs thrown around, you know, impaled onto chairs and stuff. Yeah, Vin notes that there's, uh, more bodies by the exit, like, people were trying to escape, and they were just slaughtered before they could manage to. Yeah. With superhuman speed. I uh, want to see a fight with <laughs> Steel Inquisitor now. I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, now, in fairness, this this does kind of seem like a bit of a challenge to our uh, Steel Inquisitors are Mistborn theory, and in that could Kelsier do this? I 
We do know he killed like about twenty people. That's true. We don't know what Adium, but we don't brings to the picture. Let alone whatever the other higher metal is. And he has also said that Adium makes a Mistborn virtually unstoppable. That's true. If, if, Which if, could if just the mean that are on Adium, uh, yeah, that might explain it. Hold up. Which they probably are now that you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had a thought for a second. What if Steel Inquisitors were just Mistings who could only use Adium? But then I was thinking of all the other stuff we talked about, and it makes more sense for them to be Mistborns. Yeah, well, we probably still, buff up on Adium We still lot. don't know what Adium does. So, if Adium... We, we've speculated that it could be that it lets you steal people's powers or jump into other people's bodies and use their powers or something. You've um, talked about it maybe making people super like Superman level or something. Yeah, well, I, I I bring up the idea of stealing powers because we know that Steel Inquisitors are Seekers. So yeah. they can't just be Adium users unless using Adium lets you mimic being another type of mystic. Yeah. Um, which is possible. We I, we have speculated that before. It... this it, I, I'm not sure if we've actually made this an official prediction, but... At this point, it's th the most obvious thing Adium could do still seems to be that it's just sort of heightening all the other metals to absurd yeah. levels. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily the case, mind. Yeah. So, what the next thing that happens is Vin goes over and talks to uh, Sazed again, but that's really just him going on about another random religion. It's not, it's not <laughs> well, important. He, he doesn't go into much detail. Uh, what, what it is still half a page. The most, the, talking well, about random the religion. degree to which this is important is more about Sazed himself. We learn he, he's he's actually saying a prayer from one of his religions that he's memorized, and he he claims that he believes in all of the religions, even the ones that contradict. Which doesn't make sense, Sazed. Sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah, Sazed is a, a bit of a postmodernist, it seems. Yeah. So. Just thinking. Oh yeah. So. Then, the crew, uh, or the five of them, I suppose, they walk into uh, a corridor, which used to be the sleeping quarters. Uh, Ham calls them in, and what they see is Milev's body tied to oh, a chair yeah. with his eyes was, gouged out. Honestly, I was going to skip tortured. over that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just another horrible tortured body. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I think this important. He was clearly paid special attention. You're right. Yeah. Wh wh why I think this is important is. This is probably the reason that Kelsier specifically thinks of Kamen. Could be, yeah. Now that uh, you say it, it, it seems likely that this is how the Steel Inquisitor, um, as we'll see in a moment, finds Kamen. Now, what I thought after there's this little talk between Kelsier and Doxin that Vin uh, uses Tin to listen in on, where it sounds, and it is, uh, Doxin giving Kelsier you know, the kind of, the road the Kamen begs on. Yeah. And this is where we're going to start to uh, have a couple predictions ended, uh, confirmed, stuff like that. Yeah. I um, think, I think this is just, so, the the loss of your, your prediction, which you made, um, I think, I think although, you only formally made it last episode, only we've been talking about it for a bit. Although, it's also possibly the confirmation of that prediction. Ah, uh, maybe. It depends how it depends how it's <laughs> phrased on the the prediction list. Whether we're going to end up confirming or to proving that false. Because I said Kamen will betray them. Now, if that's what you wrote down specifically, then Kamen being tortured and betraying them still counts. Hmm. 
I guess... Because the second he heard that they were all might. dead, he might well have done it anyway. But we'll see. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting point. Uh, well, well, I suppose we'll, 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 we'll get, get to, to that it. We'll get yeah. to it. Uh, so, when I read this scene, my first thought was, um, okay, so Cameron betrayed them, and that's what Kelsier thinks too, and that's why he's going to see them. That was my first thought as well. Yeah, so, I, I have no idea yet it, what, what Cameron has or hasn't said, so we can't really go into that. Yeah, yeah it, it's a little interesting to me that Doxon knows where Cameron was because he's been checking up on him. Which, um, uh, I don't know if it was an official prediction, but you were certainly saying that the crew just killed him the second. Uh, uh, well, Vin said that she thought that, yeah, Cameron's old crew would just kill him as soon as Kelsey was out of the which, picture. Which, which fed I into suppose, something you had said uh, and as I, well. Yeah, so I, I said that that might prevent him from betraying anyone. Um, but it's looking that like... doesn't seem to have happened, although in fairness, Kelsey is still around, so I guess yeah. Kelsey never really left. Yeah, it's it's hard to know, you know, whether they would have killed him, you know, once Kelsier was gone. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, on, the, on, the, on the other hand, that does mean that Kelsier wasn't being as foolish as you thought in, in letting Cameron go. He was keeping tabs on him more directly yeah. than we realized. So he was kind of somewhere in between what we were both thinking. Yeah. So Kelsier goes off to investigate this lead. Uh, yeah, so uh, and he it's... sends he sends everyone back in the carriage, um, but as we'll see in a moment, Vin somehow uh, this is off screen, but I'm going to say it here because this is when it happens. Vin somehow slips away from everyone else and follows Kelsier. Yeah, I have no idea how she did that, especially with Sazed around. I feel like Sazed would just be like, Ah, Vin. Do not run after Master Kelsier. He would have brought you along. If yeah, this he was an apprenticing. Yeah, thing. he didn't. He didn't even approve of her using burning tin near Kelsier to listen to something he was saying. Which is a little hint at, uh, you know, maybe what he can do, because he can tell when she's burning. Well, I think I don't was, know. It I was mean, probably a little just... obvious from her behavior. At, like she was, she was kind of like all shocked by the the sensory impact of being around so much blood, and just the smell of it. She went with her enhanced senses. She, I mean, it was probably fairly obvious that, like, she went, she went, she was trying to go over to listen to him, sense it stops her, and then suddenly, Lynn is suddenly doing something clear that's messing with her head. <laughs> like, it's not a big leap if, but, you, if you know how the magic system Vin works. Vin is uh, surprised by that, as in that he knows maybe what she's doing yeah, regardless. Well, well, yeah, well, I think Vin is more. You know, noting that, that, oh, okay, this guy understands Alamancy enough to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, Which, so, duh. Kelsier well, spends, like, like, a page or so walking past, like, a lot of beggars. Yeah. And just describing that. Um, I'm going to bring up a little bit, which is that one of the things he passes in addition to the beggars is a... Fountain. Yes, a fountain with a statue depicting the Lord Ruler. So this is the closest thing we've gotten to a description of the Lord Ruler. And that description has no detail whatsoever. <laughs> well, it sort of does. Okay. Um, he's standing dramatically in cloak and armor, a formless representation of the deepness, dead in the water at his feet. So, he does wear armor. Or he wore armor when he defeated the deepness. Or he's... People imagine they wore armor at some point. Okay, so, <laughs> the person who sculpted the statue imagines that he probably wore armor when going into battle with the deepness. That's true. Um, that, that, that says... It, Nothing. Yeah, it doesn't really. But that, I've been since I've talked about the fact that I've been picturing him as wearing armor a lot. Uh, 
I guess this kind of sort of confirms that, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like I talked about this in, like, the first episode, but I picture him as, like, kind of king with, like, sitting on his his dark throne in, like, a room of darkness. Yeah, like, well... The... Like, pure black, like, pillars and walls with, like, his servants. Well, we know scutt- Adium scuttering in is out. a very dark metal, so if he's got anything made of it, then that would be a cool black Imagine aesthetic. if he had his entire castle built out of Adium. That's what he's been doing with it all these years. Converting his castle. <laughs> yes, he couldn't figure out where the Adium's been going. He's just been making it into towers. <laughs> oh, hang on. There's a thousand one spires today. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, yeah, so... After several pages of Kelsier being like, like, internally debating how much money to give beggars and stuff, like, will it stand out if he gives too much yeah should, it's funny. should he focus should he focus on trying to, to save the world and then that'll help the beggars um so it's funny he, he thinks about stuff and for a while i'm thinking well kelsier is kind of being a jerk ignoring all these people and then he throws the money and i'm like oh, okay so he's he was just trying to put on kind of a, a, a front well yeah, and then he, and then he walks past more and he's like ah, i don't want to give these ones <laughs> any money i gave money to the last ones can't give all my money away yeah well i think it's i think it's yeah it's, it's more that it would be weird for a noble to go around giving money to every single beggar i guess yeah you say about the guy who then stands in a crowd of beggars rips off his cloak <laughs> yes. belt and shoes and yes. then ninjas around the place for a while yes he, he strips off every item of metal on his clothing and, and leaves it on the ground for the beggars to take and they um, do take it so so which I, I guess at that point he's he's sort of breaking cover he's like okay i'm just gonna yeah I'm probably going into combat now. When he gets to the place that uh, Doxin he's told wrong. him about, uh, he notices that Kamen isn't there. So, I can't actually remember what triggered him to do well, this. Well, he's he's uh, he's sl- he's actually wrong about that. Kamen is there. He's just around the corner. Yeah, but what triggers him to rip off everything and you suddenly use tin? Um, or burn tin? I don't know. Did he, did he hear something? It's... I believe that he... He notices that there aren't any beggars in one area, in the, the area coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, okay. So then he, and then he, he burns, burns tin. He burns tin and he smells blood, and then he goes, okay, there's a decent chance I'm walking into a fight here. Yeah, so um, he did not walk into a fight. Yeah, he walks into what's left of Kevin. Uh Hanging from ab- above the street uh, is Kamen. And, okay, I gotta admit, I did like the way this, this body was described. Man, this is a gross way to kill someone. This is gnarly. This is this is cool. I don't have it highlighted or anything, so... Oh, okay, I, I found it, okay. Kamen, crew leader, turned beggar, hung quietly from a rope tied far above. His corpse spun leisurely in the breeze, ash falling lightly around it. He hadn't been hanged in the conventional fashion. The rope had been tied to a hook, then rammed down his throat. The bloodied end of the hook jutted out from his skin below the chin, and he swung with head tipped back, rope running out of his mouth. His hands were tied, his still plump body showing signs of torture. Now, we learn a little bit later that this is, like, a thing. Uh, this is the punishment for misusing Alamancy. But damn. Yeah, that's... See, when they when he, he talks about the hook, and I think, okay, he has, like, a hook jammed into his neck, and he sang from it. No, they jammed it down his throat and pulled it out of his neck. Yeah, it's a big hook. I mean, I guess that's how Kelsier knows it's a hook. Um, besides knowing about this punishment, maybe. Yeah, but, like, I, w- I was picturing it was, like, you know, he was hanged from a rope, but then, like, a hook, you know, at the end of the rope, jammed, like, up his throat or something, holding him by his head. 
but like it was pushed down his throat and then pulled out like through his esophagus and stuff just pulled out which is yep brutal. um and uh, as as you said his plump body is showing signs of torture so this was after they tortured him for information. <laughs> yeah, which is why I think that he probably betrayed them because he's Cameron. I mean, okay, I, I don't, I do think he probably told them everything he knew, which betrayal. Um, more because this is a story than anything else. I, I, I'm going I'm to bring up the fact that torture is not necessarily that effective a means of interrogation. In that, you know, yeah, but it, a let me put it this like way. Cameron. Let me put it this way: like they can't, can't they can't verify anything Cameron says within a short time span. And by the time they go and check, he's already dead. So, like, he could easily... Now, this isn't... This, I'm, I'm not saying this is what actually happened in the story. Because he's from, Cameron. From a narrative perspective, um, this would just be sort of a weird tangent to go off on, but uh, realistically, this, I think there would be a pretty good chance that Cameron had just made up some nonsense to get the guy to stop torturing him. And you then... know, if it were a different character, I might agree with you, but... It being Kamen, who's specifically a jerk who... And a professional now, con man. And now hates these guys. Yeah, but he doesn't have any information on them. Yeah, like, except he can confirm... His only information is... Kelsier is there, he can confirm there was a meeting, whatever. Which, yeah, That's he can't true, tell actually, them anything yeah. more than Milev can, could have told them, but... Quite a bit less, actually. Well, except potentially about Vin. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's get to that now. Yeah. So, um, Kelsier hears a foot scraping uh, behind him. Oh, yes. And he's like, oh, what the hell? Throws a bunch of coins, you know, flings them behind him. Coin blast. And then Vin's like, ah, coins. <laughs> well, she deflects them. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, what the hell? And then he drags her out by, you know, alimantically drags her out using her coin pouch, I think. Or so- something to that effect. Pulls her out from behind, like, a bin or something. Oh no! I think he might just. I think he just. I think yeah. Out. I think he just grabbed her arm or something. In which case, she's a lot closer than I pictured when I was <laughs> imagining this scene. But uh, yeah, so he's pretty annoyed at her, and this is this is a really interesting scene. I want to talk about this, right? So, um, first of all, again, I'm kind of surprised in a way that Vin managed to follow uh, Kelsier. Like it's you mentioned that. It's weird. Earlier, yeah. But... I mean, well, it's not. It's not so weird that she was able to follow him. I suppose. For some reason, he wasn't burning tin, right? Until right up until he got to his destination, which is yeah a little odd. He's been talking about how I suppose it's a good idea to keep tear tin up a lot of the time. But then I suppose he would have had to have been burning uh, whatever it is to you know cloud, copper. He would have to have been burning copper as well. I know that's true. I guess which is something I kind of imagined he would usually do because that's what Vin does. I guess elementally pure. Uh, Copper and tin aren't aren't free, so yeah, maybe he <laughs> just part of why he wants Vin to do it is also to practice as well as just for because it's a useful ability. Yeah. Um, so now what what I like but about the, this, but scene, the mere fact that how that like how did she get away from the from the, everyone in the carriage? I don't know. She, she might well have just sprinted away and they couldn't catch up. I guess that's or possible. she just ninja away using her. That's not exactly, abilities. Yeah, I mean it's not exactly sneaky though. Like maybe she was able to talk them into believing that like oh I'm gonna walk home it's fine I'm. Gonna, Friggin' misborn. What's gonna happen? But Did you just swear on the podcast. I don't think frig is a swear word. So you said that. Yeah. Yes, Frigging. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so you know, Kelsey's angry at her, 
And then he's like, oh, well, I suppose it's not her fault. And he's like, hang on, she's freaking soothing me. <laughs> that was, and then he freaks out because he's like, wait, that was so subtle. What the hell? But, she's better than I am already. That was a funny moment. And he's surprised at this, but at the same time, I hate to say it, Kelsier, but Vin might well have been uh, soothing people before you were on Mistborn. That's a good point. Now, what you doing it, like, and with all the time, every every no, day or anything? But, but, but no, but she was doing it frequently enough that and she could quite subtly as well. Now that yes, I, now that we, say, we yeah. already know that she's a good soother. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way. But that's that's, that's, a good that's point. kind of the first thing I thought. I was like, yeah, but she might well have been doing this longer than you have anyway. So, I don't know. It didn't it didn't strike me as that odd. But then he's like, I don't have to use Alamancy on me. Blah de blah de blah. And then she calls it just a habit, mm. which is which which is really what made me think of it, because I was like, just a habit. You've only been, hang on a second. She's been she's been suing people of like. I mean, I kind of took that as a bit of a lie as well. Years, like she, it may be what she usually did in this kind of situation, but yeah. it's still it's still a conscious action she's taking. Now, Kelsier is basically like, yeah, but don't do that when you're in, like the balls and stuff. That we're gonna send you to because you might get caught mm. if you're not doing it subtly enough. Which she might not have a problem with and well, she'll probably be burning copper as well if she ever... Yeah, hopefully it, well, she burns copper. The thing, the thing is, we know... Yeah, she's been doing it all her life but she's been doing it on muggles, basically. You know, yeah. when someone Scar. is has some practice at identifying these things, we know it's it's a lot harder to, to disguise. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how this Inquisitor found them in the first place. Yeah, so... She's a little freaked out because this Inquisitor still has her scent. Mm. But, uh, okay, let's get into the last um, page okay. or so. Yeah, so, uh, first of all, Vin brings up that, so they, they tortured him in the street like this, and uh, Kester says, yeah, that's that's sort of the, the usual way they do it because it intimidates everybody, um, which is a little odd now that I think about it. Like, so he was yelling out all the information. <laughs> Just to everybody. Yeah. But I um, um, didn't really think about that until this moment. But Obviously the important part. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Kelser explains why he's been strung up on a hook. Because this is the punishment get given for abusing Alamancy. So wait, Cam's an Alamancer? No. No, he's not. But he had an Alamancer in his employ. And he so, was certainly misusing their power. Yeah, so this clarifies something which I really didn't think we were ever going to get clarified. Which is that, yeah, Cammon knew she was an Alamancer. Um, but he probably didn't know whether she was a misborn or just a soother. Yeah, well, we 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 don't know. Um, Honestly, I would imagine he just figured she was a soother. That seems like a it seems reasonable the most assumption. Thing. Um, I mean, you you yeah you you know you go. You ever, I hear, mean, the, okay, you ever hear the phrase? If you did, hear hoofbeats, thinks she, horses, not zebras. No, but she was quite tough, you know. So yeah, that's true. It it we know that she had probably been burning other metals at times. So specifically, probably pewter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's so this is this is the know. bit where Cameron almost definite. This is almost confirmation that Cameron, you know, snitched. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I see. No. Is not, it unreasonable for him to snitch? No. No. It makes mean, perfect sense. I don't. I. I. That's not the sort of betrayal we were we had in mind when we said he was going to betray them. But honestly, I, suppose... I thought he was the one who had sold them out. Yeah. So, and it's, it's funny. The way we see it, it's they go to the lair and then they go to Kamen. But isn't it's entirely possible that 
the Inquisitor could have gone to Kalman and then gone to the Lair. Yeah. You know, it's it's we won't we might not ever get that part confirmed. But it is we don't actually know. Yeah, what, that's a very good point first. actually. Because uh, um, the obligator who would have been talking to Kamen might well have thought. Well, he might have thought that Kamen was the, the Alamance in the room at the time. Uh, but you know, he would have been looking at Kamen more, and he would have known what he looked like. So maybe that's how the Inquisitor mm, found yeah, Kamen. Yeah, he might. Well, yeah, might have been able to find it from the from a description. Um, although we, <laughs> Kelsey reckons that uh, since Vin has only been seen by a, f- a few people, it's safe to proceed with their plan. Uh, <laughs> which uh, better? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do you, Kelsey. I mean, feels a little risky to me. We don't. Yeah. Well, look. Well, look we don't. We don't know how this Inquisitor made any of these connections. So it's possible that it wasn't based on descriptions or anything like that. I mean, in fairness. I mean, well, well, I, realizing that a random beggar is actually the ex-con man that you're looking for, like, could be, yeah. could Kelsier, be tricky. Kelsier puts up a pretty good argument, I think, for continuing with their plan. He says, we'll continue as planned. Only a couple of obligators saw you at the Canton building, and it takes a very rare man to connect the Ska servant and the well-dressed noblewoman as the same person, which is, yeah, I, I, I believe that. Yeah, it, it, it yes, it, uh, unless the uh, unless this inquisitor just tracked down Cameron based on the description from those same obligators, in which case they've just demonstrated that this is actually a terrible plan. Also, um, uh, he has been sent. I guess we don't know what that means. I presume it means I don't know if he, he literally. I I didn't interpret that as him literally having her sent, but I guess uh, well if. If Inquisitors are Tin Eyes or even anything remotely similar, I suppose they could actually be literally acting as bloodhounds. Like they got, a, they got seekers. Well, seekers can't. Seekers sense Salamancy, and that's what Kelsier thinks they are. Yeah, but that wouldn't let them track down her old hideout. Well, it is if she's using Alamancy. but she hasn't running been there for a long. Well, I suppose maybe there's a trace that lingers. If you use Alamancy, maybe in a place. she dropped one of her stones. <laughs> I'm, but okay, that, that wouldn't. What I'm yeah. saying is, like, uh, the the abilities that we know of wouldn't allow an Inquisitor to track them back to their base or to identify track down Kamen. But we don't know all their abilities. Neither it seems even does Kelsier, and Vin certainly doesn't. So, yeah. So basically. Kamen knew, which is, I honestly, at this point, I can't remember if we ever even talked about it. Uh, we did, we did. We, we basically landed on, you know, there's a decent chance he knew, but it's also legitimately plausible that he was just superstitious. I mean, they, we know they, Sky are superstitious. Yeah, they talked, they, they did repeatedly say, like, he, I mean, this is what Kelsier said, like, he could have known, or he could have just been superstitious, either is plausible, but yeah, now we know. Well, that brings us to the end of chapter 11. Yep. Uh, we're coming up on halfway through part 2. Yeah. Already, part two's quite short. I uh, checked um, my accent, actually. <laughs> in, the, in the real world, we're also coming up on, of course, the start of the school, school term. Yeah. Yay. 
Uh, so we're probably going to switch to weekly episodes, we're thinking. Yeah, that, I, I reckon I can make that work. Yeah, if you're listening to this from the future, then it <laughs> doesn't matter to you, but going through our archives or something. But uh, if you're one of our regular listeners, yeah, uh, we're going to be slowing down a little bit in episode delivery, I'm afraid. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just not practical to pump them out at this speed and, you know, attend school. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can't, we can't have a host doing tons of homework and all this, so... And have a life. Uh, maybe even cramming a bit of a life in there as well. Uh, uh, Hard things to do. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Yep. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at podyoungadult. Uh, you can email us podcastyoungadult at gmail.com and you can leave all sorts of reviews and thumbs ups and star ratings and things on your favorite podcast app. Five star, of course. Nothing less will be accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get, so just give us five stars or the Inquisitors will find you or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to read chapter 12 before our next episode. See you then.